And we're back here on Inside Black and Gold. And we're going to get right into it. We have a lot of audio we want to get through. We're going to start with the big guys. We're going to work toward the smaller guys. First one we're going to hear from is Brian Brzee. And before we go into it, Steve, was there anything that stood out to you about Brian Brzee that you saw? You know, it's the first time we've really seen him work. Just really, you know, obviously getting to see him up close and personal, the size, obviously, factor. Uh, Really nice guy, you know, we're getting to speak with him in the locker room. But, you know, the tough part about rookie minicamp is we're watching guys in shorts and helmets and especially like 10 minutes, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, there was no even team drills that we saw, you know, um, we, we got to see positional work. Yeah. But um, yeah, without the pads on, it's always difficult to get your, you know, those tri- guys in the trenches really to get a good feel of them. But, but overall uh, I think that, you know, it was a, a good positive seeing him uh, the talking about his, you know, his journey still coming to the NFL and how he's, ready to prove all those doubters wrong that are worried about his, you know, that past injury history and living up to that, I guess you would say high school hype that he was coming into the to college with. Yeah. So, so two things stood out to me. Well, one, like you're talking about the size, I actually think it's, it's the opposite way. Like he does not strike me as the, the build you've seen the saints operate with at the defensive tackle position. Like he's not built like a shy Tuttle or a, uh, Kentavious Street, right? He's a little, he's similar, closer to David Onyemata, but like, you know, it's, he's not, you would see him and you would think maybe this is a defensive end. Right. Because, Definitely not this ginormous, huge presence. Yeah. And, and, and Dennis Allen was asked about the size weight thing and he said he's, he thinks he's fine where he is. And I think it's going to be interesting because I do think they have to use him a little differently. I think they're going to have to get a little more creative because he's not going to be a huge run stuffing defensive tackle. It's like, I think that this team and this defensive line group should get more creative with how they use some of the bodies on the interior. But that's what strike me is like, once you see him close up, he's not as physically imposing as some of the, like David Onyemata is massive. I didn't get the same. I, I, I don't know. Like maybe, maybe down the road, maybe once you get pads on him, I'll feel a little differently, but that, that struck me. The other thing that I thought was endearing was so you go up and you introduce yourself to these people and you're like, oh, hey, I'm Jeff from WWL. And most people, most of the players will be like, oh, hey, yeah, nice to meet you. Brian, you go up and you introduce yourself and you're like, I'm Jeff from so-and-so. And you're like, oh, hey, Brian Brzee, nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm like, I know who you are. <laughs> you know, <laughs> He did that like five different times. I just thought it was so funny. I just think it's like, and it's nothing. It's just, I think it's very telling of his personality. Like he's a very right. happy person. It, he doesn't view himself as the star of that conversation, which I think is unique. Like, you know, I've talked to a lot of people in locker rooms and not once have they introduced themselves to me as if they thought maybe I didn't know who they were. I don't know. Maybe it's because he's coming from Clemson where he's like in the middle of the woods. I just thought that was kind of funny. And obviously he's dealt with media before, but this is, you know, the quote unquote NFL media in front of him. And I don't know how much of a gaggle, of reporters he's had to deal with at one time. But I would say it was pretty significant, obviously, for Saints rookie camp that, you know, he's getting constantly bombarded. But in a, but it is funny. Like you said, it's like, I'm Brian Brzee. And it's like, hey, yes, Brian I, Brzee, I know. Me. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> it did. It struck me as like kind of like how my mom always trained me to like hold doors open yes. for people. And like his like his mom probably was like, this is how you introduce yourself to strangers. And so he's just always done it. Anyway. So without further ado, here is some sound from Brian Brzee after his second day 
of Saints practice. Yeah, I mean, it's been really exciting getting out here. New coaches, new new teammates, and, you know, learning a new scheme uh, and just and just working with everybody. It's been, it's been really fun. No, I don't think it, it was anything that I, you know, didn't anticipate, but just getting out here and, and, you know, just getting to work, getting through, you know, all these all these meetings, learning the playbook, just stuff that I, I knew was coming and, and um, you know, things that just come with, with football at, at just about any level, but, you know, to a higher extent uh, in the NFL now. So, but, yeah, just learning the playbook, getting out there, learning a new new, new coaching, new practice, you know, just all that, that new stuff that comes along with it has been, uh, has been exciting. You know, I definitely pride myself on, on being able to learn football, uh, you know, relatively easily. So uh, that's been good for me just, and, you know, once I get out there, if I do make a mistake, another thing, just, you know, not making the same mistake twice is something that, that I really focus on. So, um, you know, it's been, it's been good. So that's Brian. So one thing worth noting, if you ever you hear that kind of like zing, like whatever, I trim these down and I didn't want to make it sound like, so if I, if I cut out like any, a question or like one of his answers and it's because it's just kind of like babbling, I'm not going to just resume the recording as if it's all one thought. So like, that's kind of how I am differentiating between like, you know, not starting an entire new audio file versus making it sound like he spoke in sentences he didn't speak in. So if you hear that, that's what that means. I like the little transition sound. Yeah, I just think that's important because I don't want to make it sound like this is a whole sentence and he just went from this to this because I think that's disingenuous. And so uh, that's how we're doing it. Anyway, Steve, you have just alerted me to some Saints news because they have decided that they need to make all of their roster moves while we are recording. Yes, they've waived Cy Barnett and Vincent Gray per the NFL transaction wire. And in the addition to signing to James Washington, the Saints are also signing DB Adrian Fry and running back Ellis Mayweather. Hit the Google to look up some names. Both players at the tryout. Yes, right. So, again, like we were talking about, this was a very opportunistic tryout for the Saints. I mean, that's now three players. Again, I I can't recall the last time a player – made the roster from a tryout like that. Like you've seen players come in and try out and like a veteran usually, and they'll make it onto the roster, but not from these rookie tryouts. Like that's different. That's, this is not something that usually happens and it's a product of having those open roster spots. So good for these guys. We'll probably get looking, we can get more into them in the next episode as we look forward to the UDFAs, but let's get back to the, to the rookies for right now. So that was Brian Brzee. And, you know, as I was talking about with Brian, just this very, friendly, you know, personable guy. And and that is a trend among these these rookies. Like these are all people that are very comfortable talking to the media, at least the, the early picks. And that's also true of Isaiah Foskey, who, you know, he's basically a guy who you can see in 15 years is going to be in, in media. He's going to be like someone calling games, just the way he presents himself. And he's just very professional sounding, and uh, so here, here's that interview. I just keep showing my technique off to the coaches. That can uh, adjust to the playbook a lot uh, better than all the other rookies. And people are going into the season, too. So just showcase I can just pretty much just earn the uh, t- coaches' trust, trust throughout the season. Are they throwing a lot at you right now? Not really. It's like basic, like fronts. But not a lot. Like it hasn't been thrown at me. But just still get the simple stuff down. Like the main one has just been the four-eye like technique. Uh, just learning that because I did it in uh, college, but just not as much here. But stuff, stuff, little stuff like that, and like tilting on the on the edge in the five technique or nine technique, just doing a little tilt, little techniques here and there to maybe play better. 
Yeah, so that that's Isaiah, and, and again, you you hear a lot of the same answers from from the rookies, like don't make the same mistake twice, get one percent better every day. One of the few technical things we we heard was from Isaiah, which is that he's really focusing on the four I, which is essentially a four three defensive end, right? Like if you're you're putting your hand on the dirt closest to the offensive offensive tackle, you're lining up over the offensive tackle. It's kind of dumbing it down as much as I can. And I think that's kind of where you're at right now is you're seeing where he can play and what he can do and what his strengths are going to be as a rookie. And I think he's going to be worked in a rotation. And like these early practices, I think are really important for this team to kind of get an idea of what they can expect from him this year. It's funny. You mentioned, you know, the, you know, the guys in the beginning, you know, you're walking up to them and sometimes you don't recognize a face. And it's like, wait a minute, who am I talking to? And with Foskey, it was kind of like, wait a minute, who is this veteran speaking? Because I thought he was so well thought out, sounded so great, and then realized, you know, it's this kid from Notre Dame. And I agree totally. It looks like he's ready for a, a gig in broadcasting already kind of thing. And and you look, you appreciate the thoughtfulness that goes into the answers instead of you just getting the one or two word responses, which some of these rookies do. And, and, and I'll, I get it. Some of it is they don't yeah, know. You're, you're They're learning. Just comfortable. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You're learning how to, how to deal with the media. Like you don't deal with the media at this level in college. Like, and in a lot of instances you're protected. You could go entire seasons without talking to the media. You know, I'm sure Isaiah has dealt with the media more than some of the rookies coming in because he was a team leader. He was a captain. I'm sure he got interviewed after a lot of games, but even then it's at a much like you're not getting harassed in the locker rooms, you know, like you're going up to a podium and yeah. So it's, it's definitely, you know, when you hear someone that comes in and sounds like they're already ready for it and they're handling it well, it's notable last year. That was the case with Delonte Taylor. And exactly I think we saw, right. we saw him kind of operate at a, as a rookie looking like someone who has been in the league for two, three years. Now, I think that's true for Isaiah, but I think that is very true for the next person who we're going to play the clip of. And that's Nick Saldaveri, who is focusing at guard. I think that's important to point out. He's focusing on right guard, which was kind of the the expectation, right? Like you knew it didn't it wouldn't have made sense for him to come in and work at right tackle. I think they brought him in thinking he's a guard who can kick out to tackle if they need to. But so for right now, I think the idea is. He's going to be the backup guard to Cesar Ruiz. James Hurst is going to be the backup to Andres Pete, who could also play left tackle if you need. And then the ideal starting five for next season along the offensive line would be Trevor Penning, Andres Pete, Eric McCoy, Cesar Ruiz, Ryan Ramchek. And so you have your starters, you have solid quality backups at every position, like backups who you have started before and feel comfortable with. And you don't see a weak point, which like every time Calvin Throckmorton got on the field last year, that was a clear weak point, right? You wouldn't, you're, the idea is you won't have that again. But here is what Nick Saldaveri had to say when we talked to him. It's been really good. Coach Marone does a really good job of making things easily digestible for players. And I feel like I'm doing something completely different than I've done in college. And I've done a solid job being able to pick things up on the fly and kind of just put things together and piece things together in the offense and understand what my role is. And, yeah, we're just taking it one day at a time, and it's obviously only day two, but it's going good. What is it about the way he teaches that makes it so easy to play? I find it that he's very personable. Like, he he knows how to reach certain guys with different words. can't coach everybody the same, especially at this level. Everybody's different. And um, he does a good job of understanding how guys are different and what they need to be great. 
I just need someone who's going to be on me and like coach me hard. Like I appreciate that. Some guys like struggle with that kind of thing, but he's going to coach me hard and he's going to be consistent with it. And um, he's just like focused on the details of my game because coming from where I like, came from, like I dominated a lot of guys through force and power and stuff, but. At this level, you need to be a little bit more technical and detailed and things like that. So working on those kind of things and making those more more detailed, it's going to be a big improvement. Is that different for you to focus on guard? I know you prefer personal guys. Yeah, it's just different. You kind of got to just understand what you're getting yourself into. There's different angles, different timing things that you have to understand. And it hasn't been difficult. Like, I'm, that's all I've been playing right now. Sometimes I go into certain situations where I'm playing center guard and tackle, and that's a little bit more difficult. But coming in and playing right guard every day, that kind of makes it a little bit easier because you can focus on one thing at a time. Yeah, I just got to be focused on my my technical my technical things that I need to work on and focus on getting better at one thing every day, whether it be hands, whether it be feet, whether it be my feet and hands working together. Sounds a very another you know impressive young dude, and you, we talked about that that need for depth along the offensive line. So many so many of these players we saw banged up last year, and like you mentioned with Rockmorton too. Just when when he entered the game, it was definitely a, a definite weak point on that old line, and it just seemed last year too. It just, the the run game totally struggled and could not get going because there was that lack of consistency along the line. Yeah, and you know one thing that stood out to me on on Saldivari, you know, outside of what he was talking about, which again you got a really good kind of technical breakdown of what he's doing and he, the understanding and. You know, he talked about Doug Marone, who's going to coach him hard. And it's like, that's something we heard from Cesar Ruiz, too, is Doug Marone is a very good instructor of young offensive linemen who need kind of repetition-based training, that sort of thing. Um, and he, he's very good at explaining things in ways people can understand, and that's important. But he's also very much an NFL-built offensive lineman already. And, you know, you wonder, with a guy coming out of Old Dominion, who, you know, is he going to have, like, kind of the structure, Right. And he very much does. He's a big dude. I was, I was, I was surprised. I did not expect him to be that big uh, coming in, but you know, it, it is something. And it was, it's similar to you know Trevor Penning last year, and he he identified this about himself. And I'm sure it's because he's been told this. It's not necessarily just self actualization, because I, Trevor Penning said almost the exact same thing. Was he got away with some maybe lackadaisical skill work? in college because he was able to overpower everybody at that level, not going to be able to do that here. And understanding that early on is important for like, when you're talking about a small school guy, it's not like a disqualifying factor, but you do have to approach things in a different way. And you do have to appreciate that your skill work might not be up to par. And that's something you're going to have to focus on early in your career that a guy who comes out of maybe a Clemson or a Georgia or an Alabama might not. Um, A guy who's been playing in the SEC might not because they didn't have a choice because their skill work had to be good. Otherwise, they would have got eaten a lot. So I think that's interesting as well. Yeah, and and going back to what you said with the development uh, uh, along the O-line and, uh, you know, Doug Marone riding these guys – it's really unfortunate that the Saints had to lose someone in Zach Streif, who I think is obviously an excellent communicator, someone who's not too far removed from the game, but obviously on to the Sean Payton coaching staff in Denver. Uh, we'll definitely miss him all around, just a great guy, uh, but really really felt he has that great mind for the game and able, and, and able to translate that in a way that was something that the other offensive linemen 
were able to pick up from him just because of how he presented to him. Uh, I, I don't who made the clip was it Foskey or was it Saldaveri just right now talking about you know coaching to the player, not just uh, you know everybody has different different dynamics that yeah. need to be addressed. Yeah, that was Nick. Yeah, and I think that's you know it is important, and it's something that's really kind of I feel like it's difficult to necessarily yeah, identify. Right. If you're in a job interview and it's like, yeah, this guy sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Like Josh McDaniels, I think, is a great example of that. Who He just has no idea how to coach humans. He's <laughs> a football genius. But can you coach a human being? Can you can you identify and relate to human beings? And it's something I wonder about Dennis Allen, because he's a very kind of robotic individual. Does he relate to people the way you have to? Yeah, I, I wonder about that because I wonder about Dennis Allen in a lot of the same ways that I wonder about Josh McDaniels. Hopefully that that it gets a little better because, you know, Bill Belichick, I've always felt like, how can any human being relate to that guy? And he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. So it doesn't it's not necessarily kind of a uh, an A to B thing. But yeah. Yeah. With Belichick, I guess, though, it depends on who you talk to. Yes. Well, true. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, cause I can't remember who it was. So it's like this isn't fun. They don't no, have right, anyway. right. Yeah, it's a business over there. But all right, let's wrap up that segment. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the little guys. This is Inside Black and Gold. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. Let's go. Ooh.